Good afternoon, everyone. Uh, today's session is being interpreted into Spanish. Let's see. Alejandro or Ruth, uh, would you please introduce yourself and let our viewers know how to enable translation on their devices? Hello. Thank you very much. I'm glad to see that this is a much smoother introduction this time. <laughs> Thank you for your patience as I provide instructions in Spanish. Hola a todos. Mi nombre es Alejandro Arrieta. Estoy aquí con mi gran colega Ruth Andrade. Seremos dos intérpretes para el, el español el día de hoy. Si usted prefiere participar en español, siéntase libre de hacerlo. Para escuchar en español, después de estas instrucciones, verá un icono terráqueo en la parte inferior a mano derecha en su pantalla, al menos que ha ingresado a la junta usando un dispositivo móvil, tal como tableta o celular. En ese caso, verá la opción de la interpretación bajo el menú con los tres puntitos que dice más, pero de ambas maneras podrá seleccionar el español y si lo encuentra ser necesario, puede poner el audio original en silencio. Muchas gracias. Thank you very much. Thank you, Alejandro. Welcome to the general public comment session of February 12th. Uh, before reconvening our regular meeting, council provides a half hour general public comment session to hear from the public on city matters, except for when scheduled for a legally required public hearing. To maximize time for resident comment, council will not author, offer comments or responses from the dais. Council or staff may contact speakers following their comment if they raise matters that lend themselves to follow up. For those participating in person, when called upon, please come to the podium. On the monitor on the wall, you'll see your time counting down. For those participating virtually, when called upon, please wait until our host promotes you to speaker. When you're promoted, uh, please turn on your camera if you have one and your microphone. All speakers should begin your remarks by telling council your name and you'll have three minutes to speak. Please refrain from profane or obscene speech, direct your comments to council as a whole and refrain from individual or personal attacks, including disparaging other speakers' motives. Um, we will begin uh, in person uh, in chambers with Khalid Hamu. Is that name on Zoom? Hamu, H-A-M-U. Okay, I'll keep going down the line. Um, Farid Amin, thank you. Distinguished members of the Denver Council, my name is Farid Amin and I'm a resident of Lakewood, Colorado. I'm speaking before you as a resident of the Lakewood. Earnestly, I'm asking you to pass on an immediate ceasefire resolution in occupied Palestine, which is the most noble thing to do. Did anyone imagine that the type of terror, monstrosity, and savagery would happen in this day and age? Therefore, I am a staunch believer that we would not get away with this all at all. No life should be discounted as we all are children of Adam. And so we need to ask ourselves that if on October 7th, a large number of Hamas forces retreated to Tel Aviv, would the idea of carpet bomb Tel Aviv or would have the countries backing the genocide acted the same way if Russian army committed a genocide in this manner against the Ukrainian people? Would those using Hamas as a as, a, as an excuse, uh, without uttering zilch sympathy for Palestinians, none out of 300 Holocaust survivors and scholars even pointed a finger at Hamas, and on the contrary, they justified their resistance against the occupation. 
In fact, Dr. Gabor Mate, a former Zionist and a Holocaust survivor says, take the worst thing that you can say about Hamas, multiply by 1,000 times, and if that is still is not in, does not meet, that is still does not meet the Israeli repression, the killing and disposition of Palestinians. If we look into the intention of the Israeli officials, things get totally unveiled to see how they took advantage and capitalized on October 7th event to exacerbate the extermination process of the Palestinian people. Didn't Netanyahu appear in front of the UN General Assembly with a map of Israel that all references, with all the references to Palestine, Palestine was removed as, as a prerequisite and waiting for the right moment to take action? A report is out there that around 100 IDF uh, doctors signed a petition dated October, sorry, dated November 5, 2023, supporting hospital bombing in Gaza while defying their own code of conduct. Further, the Israeli Minister of Energy and Infrastructure stated on October 13, we will win. They will not receive a drop of water or single battery until they, until they leave the world. Israeli Army General Yura Ellen said, Gaza will become a place where no human being can exist. In March of 2023, the Israeli finance minister said, the Palestinian people are an invention, further delegitimizing de 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 and dehumanizing the Palestinian people aimed at their demise and ethnic cleansing. Thank you very Netanyahu much. Sir, that's your three minutes. That's your time. Thank you very much. Thank you. Our next speaker is Kessler Bowman. Hello, esteemed uh, city council members. I'm Kessler Bowman from District 7. I am here to address you on the matter of the ceasefire resolution that failed to pass last week. I feel the need to dispute several of the arguments which were used against the resolution. In particular, council member Flynn chose not to vote for the resolution, at least in part, because it would not have an effect in any practical sense. I would like to point out that in 2022, the council member sponsored a proclamation which passed unanimous, unanimously condemning the Russian invasion of Ukraine. I'm grateful for the city council passing this resolution despite its, uh, its lack of an obvious tangible effect and hope all the members present today who voted for this resolution will remember that their resolutions are important even if they lack any means of enforcement. It has also been said that the resolution does not emphasize the pain of all peoples affected by the current crisis unfolding. I'd like to dispute this and emphasize that nobody in this room holds any malice towards anybody who is currently suffering. And I, I would like to remind uh, the count, I'm sorry, I would like to remind the council members that time is of the essence and the situation is rapidly unfolding and unfortunately getting worse by the hour. Um, we, we have seen many atrocities from the Gaza Strip that have been carried out by the Israeli forces there have been several instances, including one on video um, by the British broadcaster ITV, where several innocent men holding a white flag have been shot as they walked slowly down the street. <clears throat> Furthermore, I emphasize with uh, the plight of the hostages and I wish for their well-being, but I do not think the best way to free them is to bomb the tunnels where they are being held. I think a ceasefire would benefit everybody, including the people who are close to starvation because aid has been continuously obstructed by Israel. And I would implore the council to act because it, it's urgent and we're, you know, inaction is itself an action. We, we have a duty to uphold the principles we believe in 
um, and act for the betterment of all people in this world. And I don't think, I think it only helps the city to show that we stand for something. I fought three minutes longer than I thought it would be. I would also, I would also like to mention the fact that several cabinet ministers of the current Israeli administration have proposed the idea of, of what they describe as voluntary migration of the Gazan people out of Gaza. Um, and I would like to dispute this term because clearly if given the opportunity to lead, any migration that happens at the point of a gun is not voluntary. Um, and it would be tantamount to ethnic cleansing if they were resettled anywhere other than where they have lived their whole lives. That's it. Thank you for your time. Thank you very much. Our next speaker is Abdul Karim Kab. Thank you, council members. My name is Abdul Karim Khan, and I have the privilege of managing the healthcare of more than 100 patients a day. Imagine if the genocide happened here in Denver instead of Gaza. Imagine more than 75% of our homes and infrastructure destroyed. All our universities and colleges gone. Entire neighborhoods wiped out. Imagine more than 28,000 Denverites slaughtered, of whom more than 12,000 are children and 7,000 are women. One council member who voted no last time told us, I hear you, I hear you, but this conflict is making the city polarized. Have you heard the screams and cries of women and children being pulverized? Your words and actions show you haven't. Because if you saw the thousands of Denverites shouting out their cries as they die, you wouldn't dare say, I hear you, I hear you. But it's dividing the people who want to slaughter you and those who want to, those who want to save your lives. To hell with your distraction if you're using the excuse of polarization. We're calling for a ceasefire. The other side is supporting a wipeout of an entire nation. This isn't <clears throat> discussing if pineapple goes on people. This isn't discussing if pineapple goes on pizza pies. We're trying to stop the killing of the people who are occupied. The other side is cheering on their ethnic cleansing and their genocide. Imagine our hospitals like Denver Health, PSL, Good Sam, all bombed out, and the remaining wings are being besieged. Imagine performing surgeries and deliveries without anesthesia and painkillers. Doctors, nurses, paramedics, and their patients constantly being shot at, abducted, and tortured. More than 400 healthcare workers in Gaza have been killed more than any other nation in conflict since last year and every year since 2016. I remember the same council member saying, why can't we talk about more pressing issues like homelessness? To her, I say this, if the genocide happened here in Denver and more than 65% of the population pushed into an area that is 20 square miles long, that is the size of Parker. Imagine if the population of Parker swelled more than eight times its current population size with one toilet to every 700 people, people living without shelter, without aid, without food, and that same genocidal army attacking those people. That is what is happening in Rafah as we speak. One council member said, I'm all for peace, but vote no, vote no for a ceasefire because it won't make a difference politically. Well, if it won't make a difference and you're all for peace, might as well vote yes and be on the right side of history. But you know it, that it will make a difference and you know that damn well. It'll add political pressure to bring this genocide to its death knell. One of the biggest guiding principles for us healthcare workers is to do no harm. That is the bare minimum and that is what the ceasefire in Gaza would accomplish. Let us all unite on the precepts, the Jewish precepts and the verses in the Quran that say, whoever saves one life, it is as if they've saved the entirety of humanity. And by the time you vote, more than 10 Palestinians will have been killed. But with your vote, we can help stop the killing of many, many more. Imagine you could help stop the Holocaust at the height of Nazism. Imagine you could stop, the Jim Crow, stop Jim Crow and his racist laws when racism was the norm. It takes moral courage to speak truth to power, to speak truth to privilege, to speak truth to money. That is what Malcolm X taught us. Even more than 130 days of genocide have passed 
Martin Luther King said, the time is always right to do what is right. So please join Biden's hometown of Wilmington, Delaware, our city of Glenwood Springs, and 70 other cities that have passed the ceasefire resolution. Grow some moral courage, do the right thing, do it now, call for a ceasefire, and end up occupying the part of the Palestinians. Thank you very much. Our next speaker, our next speaker is Asil Shehada. My name is Asil, and I am a proud Palestinian who has lived in Denver for 30 years. I'm asking you to support passing a new ceasefire resolution. I want to tell you about a young girl named Hens, a five-year-old Palestinian girl traveling with her family, fleeing fighting in northern Gaza when their car came under Israeli fire. Hand and her 15-year-old cousin, Layal, survived, but the rest were instantly killed. Layal called paramedics pleading for help, but she was also shot and killed by Israeli fires, leaving Hand alone with dead bodies around her. Hand was scared and crying, pleading for help. Two paramedics attempted to get to Hand, but Israeli tanks surrounded the car and ambulance, preventing any chance for rescue. 12 days later, Hen's body was found along with the two paramedics that were trying to help her. When I look at Hen, I see my daughter. If my family's history was different, it could have been my daughter. Hen's story is one of over 29,000 innocent Palestinians who have been slaughtered. This includes more than 6,000 women, many of whom pregnant and over 12,000 children leading UNICEF to call Gaza a graveyard for children. It's been 137 days of Israeli forces dropping bombs on Gaza, demolishing over half of the homes, 360,000 residential units. That's about as many as the homes in Denver. 137 days of Israeli forces destroying the healthcare system, leaving only 11 out of the 35 hospitals partially functioning. 137 days of Israeli forces destroying 392 schools and 267 places of worship. 137 days of Israeli forces killing 99 journalists, according to the International Federation for, the, for Journalism. Genocide is taking place in Gaza. According to the ICJ, there is a case to be made against Israel for committing genocide, and the world is failing to stop it but we in Denver must do our part. Although this issue may be seen as divisive, I have met people from all types of backgrounds who are supporting a ceasefire. And I trust in the ability of our Denver community to stand together on this difficult topic. Unlike what was said during last week's vote, your vote will make a difference. Your vote will make a ceasefire more likely to happen and prevent more suffering from taking place. Your vote will give the space for more effective resolution to take place that will reduce suffering. Please support passing a ceasefire. Thank you. Thank you very much. Our next speaker is Adal Raha. You know, I was uh, flabbergasted that uh, we couldn't unanimously pass the resolution. Uh, I don't know why we couldn't do that. It made absolutely no sense to me. You let Glenwood Springs beat you. You know what I mean? You had a chance of making history, but you could not. You can at least join the race. You don't have to be the first. I hope you change your mind. Uh, first, I like to rep, you know, point the 
to you, Ms. Ka uh, Ms. Sawyer, and to you, Ms. Sir, Campbell if you can address there. the whole council, please. Council, right? Thank you. Uh, you guys, well, majority of you guys talked about, you know, we're here dividing people, right? And uh, uh, I want you to know, maybe I'm, I'm understanding this wrong. Everybody in this building right now, they're saying everybody lives matter. Whether it's the hostages, whether it's Israelis, whether it's Palestinian, you have a very small group of people that hold signs that says, no, everybody's life do not matter. Only those kidnapped lives matter. And you saying, we, by us saying all lives matter, that we're divided? If that's the unity you want, I don't know what you're doing over here. You need a moral check. Likewise with you. And then one thing you also, you know what's got me? You read an email the other day, and it was with uh, somebody from your constituent, and she mentioned rape on October 7th. I, I stood here one time, and I said, I expected people here to get the false information, not you. October 7th, their rape, that has not been legitimized. It was somebody who, uh, a reporter. Let me tell you what I did saw yesterday, though. UN said it was credible, credible allegation of all the women. Did you know the woman, all the women in this chamber? Did you know a, 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 a police officer right now, he'll come up to you if you're a Palestinian woman, they ask you to strip down naked. Would you be comfortable in front of the officer doing that? And then they have credible allegation they're being raped. You choose to ignore that? Like, come on now. And Miss, and uh, over there, Miss uh, Gilmore, right? And then you, Mr. Flynn. You know, Sir, you I need you to, I need you to address the whole council. council. Thank council, you. I'm sorry, right? You said this was not a place to be, it was in federal where we have to do that, right? And then you said, I actually have a court over here. You said progress is being made, but this proclamation won't affect that at all. You even quoted Abraham Lincoln, right? And then you said, this right here is cultivating more polarization in Denver community more complex. On March 29th, 2022, you said the same exact thing. You use the same exact quote, but yet you said, uh, what did you say? You said chaos theory. You remember, remember that? Where you said in Ukraine, what happens is if a gentle fly of a butterfly affects over there in China, it can cause devastating effects in America. And then you, you mentioned about your wife, right? That she had Ukrainian uh, grandparents, right? So we have a billow over here and her. So when their people are dying because they're not white skinned, blue eyes, you don't care because this doesn't fit. On top of that, you said time like this, when atten attention of the world and anxiety of the people of the world and focus on the humanitarian crisis in Eastern Europe. Eastern sir, that's your time. All to reflect our That's your time, sir. And everyone in the world. That's your three minutes. I urge you all Thank to, you very much. I urge you all to read both. Appreciate your time. You need to look in the mirror. Sir, we need to move on to the next speaker. Our next speaker is Andy Conejos. Andy Conejos or Andy Consejos? Andy? And for our interpreter, um, we're going to need you to interpret for Chambers. Um, so, Señor Pipalsa, um, un poquito para traducción, ¿ok? Ok. Este, primero que todo, buenas tardes a todos aquí presentes. Este, le vengo a aclarar varias dudas. Yo sé que a lo mejor de repente ustedes no están informados todos, o de repente sí, o simplemente para aclarar todas las dudas que tengo. Ya que nosotros venimos de la parte de los que somos inmigrantes y la mayoría... Algunos venimos de ser padres que no son de aquí, fueron inmigrantes, este, simplemente fueron nacidos ustedes aquí. O Un momento simplemente para tienen... traducción. Disculpe. Un momento para traducción. Ok. Interpreter, would like to clarify those instructions for the speaker, if that's ok. Yes, eh, recuerda hablar en una o dos oraciones a la vez para yo poder captarlo todo y traducir con 
exactitud, ¿va? Voy a interpretar lo que usted dijo y de ahí le cedo la palabra para que siga. Thank you. The interpreter will continue with interpretation. Uh, good afternoon. Um, I'm here to clear some, some doubts, uh, maybe some misinformation. Y'all might not be informed or, or you may be, I'm not sure. Um, we are folks who are immigrants, uh, who have parents who were born elsewhere. Uh, that might not be the case for y'all. Y'all may have been born here. Adelante. Okay. Sigue. Okay. Este, quiero que me apoyen el día de hoy, aparte de todas las personas migrantes que hemos venido hoy en día, ya que batallamos todos los días. Este, la motiva la razón de que estamos aquí es porque vivimos de un país de una dictadura. Este, soy una de esas personas también que ha vivido dictadura, tengo marcas en mi cuerpo. Este, por esa razón estoy aquí y simplemente quiero que nos apoyen, ya que para muchos los inmigrantes aquí se nos han complicado mucho la cuestión de que poder obtener sus documentos, poder apoyar, aportar, ayudar hacia la nación, hacia el Estado. No solamente nos miren que queremos solamente puro buscar su ayuda, sino que yo quiero darle a ustedes una solución para ir combatiendo esas problemáticas. Y la mayoría aquí nos dan, cuando entramos, sencillamente empezamos de cero. Un momento. Alejandro. Gracias. Uh, and I'm here to ask that you support me, that you support me and all immigrants like myself. We experience hardships every day. We have escaped our countries. Not only that, we have this escaped dictatorships. There are marks on my body to prove it. And I'm not asking simply for your support uh, with a lot of different issues that we may be facing. For example, we have difficulty getting becoming documented. We have difficulty with all sorts of things, but not only are we seeking your support, we also want to offer our support. We want to be able to support this nation. We want to be able to support this state. And I want to be able to offer solutions as well to combat these issues. When we arrive, We arrive and we start from scratch. Siga. Okay. Este, la petición es que también salió un anuncio de que las personas que también estaban limpiando vidrios en las vías no lo hacen simplemente por querer, simplemente lo hacen para poder subsistir, ya que no tienen un trabajo estable, no tienen sus documentaciones legalmente, ya que se les prohíbe seguir su proceso, ya que todo es un poder adquisitivo. Sencillamente, no tienen para pagar un abogado, ya que los abogados cobran de 6 mil, 10 mil dólares. Y sencillamente, los policías agarran a esas personas y la primera advertencia son 100 dólares. La segunda advertencia, si es residente nuevamente, que lo vuelvan a agarrar, son 6 mil dólares. ¿Y de dónde van a pagar a esas personas 6 mil dólares? si simplemente van y prestan su servicio. Un momento. Alejandro. And here's part of the ask. You know, we, we heard of people that were cleaning wind, windows on the street. They're doing so to survive. They're lacking stable, a stable job, all right, because there are barriers to becoming documented and they're not allowed to continue in that process. To pay for an attorney, it costs minimum six to $8,000 to get started. 
the police, if they catch you, they'll give you a warning, and the first warning fine will be of $100. Next time that you're caught uh, trying to survive, you're fined $6,000. Where are people supposed to be get? Where are people supposed to get $6,000 from that kind of money? And we're here to lend our services. Adelante, siga. Okay. Ya que muchos hacen ese tipo de servicio y sencillamente son perseguidos por los oficiales, son atacados, se los llevan a corte, le colocan una multa, que realmente lo veo totalmente erróneo. Son personas que tratan de subsistir porque no tienen un trabajo estable. Pero sí me gustaría, dejarle bien claro a ustedes, de que trabajemos de la mano unida, busquemos una alternativa, busquemos una solución y una vía para que ir solucionando todos esos problemas. Ya que todas las personas que están simplemente en situación de que andan en refugio, andan en tiendas de calle, no están porque quieren simplemente porque no tienen los recursos y no tienen un trabajo estable. Busquemos un camino a una solución. Es su tiempo. Alejandro. Thank you. Uh, many people who are doing these kind of things are doing so to provide a service, to survive. Again, it's in, in, instead they're being persecuted by police officers. They're being harassed, arrested, fined. And it seems very ironic especially when people are trying to survive. This is an invitation for us to unite, to come together and create solutions that are viable, to be able to solve these issues. Folks in these situations are refugees, they're, but they're having to uh, stay in stores, live on the streets, and not because they want to, but because of a lack of resources. And now is the time to do something about it. Gracias, señor. Thank, Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you, Andy. Our next speaker is Paul Nelson. Paul Nelson. Our next speaker is Flanders Orton. My name is Flanders Lord and I live in Council District 1. I was very disappointed last week that the council did not allow speakers ahead and present in the overflow room to speak. Their names were skipped over and only speakers over Zoom were given the floor. Hundreds of Denver residents came here last week to say that Palestinian lives do matter and to call for an end to the brutal torture and violence committed by the Israeli military. But instead of voting for a ceasefire resolution because it was the right thing to do, council members chose to abandon it and judge us by our anger. People are angry and I can tell you exactly why. They are angry because for nearly 20 weeks they have been losing family members. Aunts, uncles, cousins, siblings, and parents gone, brutally murdered while trying to seek shelter and evacuate. We are seeing videos of children picking up the scattered remains of their parents' bodies and putting them in plastic bags, mass amputations of limbs without anesthetic, hospitals being bombed and raided over and over again. We are watching people eat grass and straw as they starve because international humanitarian aid is continuously blocked by Israel from entering the Strip, and we have seen countless videos of families blown to pieces or trapped dying in the rubble. We also see the Israeli military dancing, singing, and celebrating while they torture and kill tens of thousands of civilians. And every day we watch these things helplessly with no way to send food, water, medicine, and no way to protect them from the endless bullets and bombs. The Israeli military kills doctors, ambulance crews, aid workers, academics, and more journalists were killed in the first three months of the Gaza genocide and have been killed in a single country in an entire year. The civilian and child casualty rate is higher than any war in history. 
This Sunday, the UN Human Rights Council issued a report saying they were, quote, shocked by the deliberate targeting and extrajudicial killing of Palestinian women and children in Gaza in places they sought refuge and were fleeing, end quote. They also sickeningly reported, quote, we are particularly distressed by reports that Palestinian women and girls in detention have also been subjected to multiple forms of sexual assault, such as being stripped naked and searched by male Israeli army officers. Palestinian detainees were reportedly raped, while others were reportedly threatened with rape and sexual violence, end quote. Right now, the situation is at a breaking point. In the last few weeks, almost zero humanitarian aid has been allowed into the Strip. Israel's military consistently and intentionally blocks international food deliveries at ports and checkpoints, according to many NGOs, including the, the World Health Organization, UNICEF, Amnesty International, and even the United States State Department has acknowledged that American flour shipments have been intentionally blocked by Israel from reaching Gaza. 2.2 million Gazans are starving. Over 95% of them face acute hunger and malnutrition. When Palestinians run to get what little aid does enter as recently as yesterday, Israeli snipers opened fire at them, killing civilians waiting in line for food to feed their families. All, all this while supporters of Israel's genocidal campaign continue to label international cries to stop killing tens of millions of people anti-Semitism. This couldn't be further from the truth. We are not anti-Semitic, we are pro-Semitic. We believe in the safety and the right for both Jewish and Arab people to live, for their children to grow old, for their families to survive, and to be given the conditions to life. Please Thank vote you very for much. another ceasefire resolution. Thank you very Thank much. You. Our next speaker is Tyler Hartley. Tyler Hartley. Good evening. I'm Tyler Hartley. There are a number of falsehoods that have been spoken in attempts to distract away from the issue at hand, spoken by council members who would hand wave an urgent, reasonable, and popular proclamation calling for a ceasefire, and these must be addressed. I have heard from you that this would divide the Denver community. We are not divided, not by race, nor gender, nor religion. We come from all walks of life and are united in our opposition to the horrors being done in our name and with our tax dollars. Horrors being done with weapons and bombs made not half an hour's drive away in the foothills. Hundreds have shown up just for this weekly meeting and packed the halls, last week overflowing the overflow room. Thousands rally outside in the streets every week. The majority of Americans, over 61%, support a ceasefire and the number is growing. If you claim to represent the people, then there's no excuse for your failure to respond. I've heard from you that this council does not concern itself with matters outside of Denver. This is demonstrably untrue. In March of 2022, this very same council unanimously passed a proclamation supporting the Ukrainian people that also condemned Russia's invasion. A cynical man might see the disparity in your response being a result of ignorance at best and racism at worst. The Palestinian American members of our community have had hundreds of their family members murdered in the past months. How can we ignore the murder of our community's families? Bombs are dropping right now marked with the NSN or NATO stock number, identifying them as being produced here in the US, many of them on the front range. Does that not concern the Denver community? I have heard from you most egregiously of all that the actions of activists have led you to vote against the prior resolution. Somehow the conduct of peaceful protesters airing their legitimate grievances to you are sufficient grounds to deny calling for an end to a genocide, but supporting, funding, and supplying this genocide is somehow acceptable. While you stall and oppose a reasonable proclamation, thousands are murdered, men, women, and children. I ask you this, how many must die before conduct is no longer a barrier to this proclamation? When the history books examine your failure to act, will they exonerate you because of the conduct of those calling for a ceasefire? There is no rational reason for which to oppose a resolution calling for a ceasefire. The number of cities across the U.S. passing similar resolutions has increased every day. If this city is as progressive as it claims to be, there is no excuse to not join them. 
The solution is as simple as the resolution that was brought before you. Cease fire now. Thank you very much. That concludes our general public comment session. If we did not get to you today, please join us again next week um, or submit your comments to us in writing. The next session will be Monday, February 26th. Sign up begins at 11 a.m. this Friday, February 23rd. Um, thank you for attending and stay with us for the Denver City Council meeting, which will start immediately.